The Productive Woman, Episode 115. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thanks for joining me. In this episode, we're going to continue our Mindset Matters theme from previous episodes. We've talked about uh, productive attitudes and beliefs and habits, and now we're going to talk about some productive skills. You'll find links and additional information in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 115. This episode is brought to you by my Productive Woman Mastermind Groups. If you're looking for some encouragement, motivation, and accountability in achieving your goals and moving forward in a life that matters, consider joining the next session of the Productive Woman Mastermind Groups. These are paid mastermind groups facilitated by me. They're very small. I accept only five women into each group because I want to keep them small and make sure everybody gets the attention and uh, care that they deserve. And they're small groups of women who are committed to making a life that matters and to supporting and encouraging each other toward accomplishing their goals. The groups meet weekly via video conference and they share goals, wins, struggles, and ideas for overcoming coming those obstacles that sometimes stand between us and the meaningfully productive lives that we want. I'm forming groups right now as I'm recording this. I'm starting to put the groups together to start right after the first of the year in January 2017. So if you're listening to this uh, when it comes out in November, it's not too late. It's in fact just the right time to check into it and perhaps get involved and become a part of a group that will start after the first of the year. Spaces are very limited though. As I said, I only accept five women into each group. So if you're interested, visit my work with me page at theproductivewoman.com slash mastermind. And there you'll find more information and a link to a very short online application. So do that today. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. If you have questions, you can email me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com for more information. And now let's get into our topic today, which is productive skills. And again, we're continuing with that theme of mindset matters. We've talked about the various uh, other components of that. This time we're talking about productive skills, actions and ways of thinking and seeing that we can learn. And as I often do, I, you know, I looked into the definition of what a skill is. And the one dictionary that I looked at said a skill is the ability to do something well. I really like the definition from the Merriam-Webster online dictionary, which defines skill as the ability to do something that comes from training, experience, or practice. So there's a difference between an ability and a skill. Uh, One article put it kind of this way in very basic terms that abilities are natural or inbuilt while skills are learned behaviors. If we're talking about skills, things that you do uh, or mind, you know, ways of thinking, how is this a mindset matter? And why did I include this in this kind of series that I've been doing? Because I thought about it for a while, whether it really fit, but, but 
what really got me thinking about it is the way many people say things like, oh, I'm just not organized or I'm not good at being productive or I can't manage all this stuff that's coming at me. And uh, I've just felt like that really is, although a skill is something we do, uh, some, the ability to do something that comes from training and, and experience, I think we need to add maybe to our productive beliefs from back in episode 112, this one. And that is, I, I believe that I can learn the skills I need to know to be more productive, such as I can learn to be organized. In other words, productivity skills and the kind of things that I'm going to talk about in this episode are things that can be learned. So that's one piece of it being a mindset matter, that if, if we have in our head some of us that I'm so disorganized or I'm so, um, I just, you know, I'm not good at, at keeping on top of my appointments or whatever those things are, it's not, we're not born productive. We're not born organized. Some of them, some of us, it comes more easily to, some of us have learned it over time, but they are skills or there are skills that you can learn and develop on purpose to make your life more productive, both in the sense, uh, the traditional productivity sense of getting more stuff done, but also in the sense we talk about it on this show, which is that ability to order your life in such a way as to maximize your positive impact on the world around you. So the, the productive life being doing the things necessary to make a life that matters. And those skills for both of those definitions of productivity can be learned. The other thing that's sort of a, a, um, uh, a mindset component of product, uh, productive skills is that many of us, and I get, I get questions all the time about tools and apps and different things, and many of us fall into the trap of thinking that tools are the secret to productivity, that if we just get the right to-do list, uh, you know, project management software, or we get the right notebook or the right pen or whatever, um, we think that if we do those things, we get that thing or we, you know, whatever, that it's going to, we'll suddenly be productive. But the fact is, none of the tools are going to help us if we don't have the skills. If we don't have the uh, productive attitudes that we talked about in a previous episode or the productive beliefs or the productive habits, but also these productive skills as I was researching some kind of background for this article, I came across an article called Your Skill Training Plan for Productivity. And I will, there'll be a link to this and all the other articles that I mentioned and resources. Uh, we'll have links in the show notes for this episode. So you, if you go to theproductivewoman.com slash 115, you'll find links for pretty much anything I mentioned in this episode. And it, anyway, in this article called Your Skill Training Plan for Productivity, the writer says we need to sit down and look at what's really stopping us from getting things done. And this writer says, and I'm quoting here, a lot of the time it's because we simply don't have the skills required to be productive. Like speaking a language, cooking, playing chess, being productive is not an instinctual thing we're born with. It's something you learn and you get good at with time. And I really believe that. I really agree with that. And and maybe I'm thinking about this because I've um, 
had the honor of being interviewed a couple times recently for other people's podcasts. And uh, when those are available, I'll share those links as well. But people ask me how I got into this productivity thing and how I became, you know, the, the host of a show called The Productive Woman. And some people have looked at me and said, well, you're just a naturally organized, naturally productive person. But it's really the result of the fact that way back in middle school, I started reading about this stuff. I had, I guess, a natural inclination to uh, to be interested in this kind of stuff. But uh, most of what I know, it's not like I just was born with this knowledge. I've read a lot of books. I've read a lot of articles. I've tried a lot of the tools. I've tried a lot of different systems. And so I really believe that all of these skills that you need to be to live a productive life can be learned, no matter how disorganized you might think you be, might be or how unproductive or how difficult it is for you. Just like, as this author said, any other skill that you learn through taking lessons or, or whatever, you can and learn to do these things better. And so I'm going to share uh, just a handful of skills that I think are things we can learn to make our lives more productive. And I think there's about eight of them that I came up with both, you know, as I sat down and kind of thought about this. And so the first one is, uh, first productive skill is organizing your space and your stuff. And I've, you know, I've kind of alluded to that so far already in the, this episode, but this is a skill. We are not born knowing how to do this stuff. And it's an important skill to develop and to have if you want to make a productive life. Again, both in the sense of being able to get all the stuff done that you want to do, but also in the sense of just being able to order your life in, in a way that is meaningful to you. One article that I read called, uh, and this was, the article's called Six Time Management Tips to in Increase Productivity and Improve Your Organizational Skills. Um, this writer qu uh, quoted a statistic that as much as 30% of working time today is spent looking for misplaced items, things that have been lost because they weren't filed or put away correctly. And, uh, you know, we've all been there, whether it's our key, car keys or our cell phone or a piece of paper we need for the kids, you know, to sign for the kids at school or something at the office. We all have lost time to searching for things that weren't put where they should be. Highly productive people have systems in place to find what they want when they want it. They're able to locate the materials and the information they need to do the things they're doing uh, in that, you know, to make a productive life. And so being able to organize your space and stuff, and frankly, being able to organize your calendar, your appointments, and all those kinds of things is a critical skill to making a productive life. And we've talked about it at various times over the, the last couple of years in different episodes about the importance of uh, managing all this stuff to avoid lost time that could be devoted to things that really matter to you. So it's important to develop that skill of organizing your space, organizing your stuff. And there are tons of resources to help you improve the skill. I'm not going to, on this episode, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail on any of these. I just want to kind of highlight what they are, point to a couple resources. And in the coming year, in 2017, we're going to be digging deeper into some of these both um, just some information I'm going to bring to you and some guests that I hope to bring onto the show. 
So as I said, there are tons of resources to help you improve the skill of organizing your space and your stuff. We've talked about it on the show before. For instance, episode 42, we had uh, Vanessa Hayes as our guest, who's a professional organizer, Monica Christofferson in episode 39, and Rochelle Isip in episode 110 also are pros at organization. We, we had some tips and information there, and their websites are a wealth of information. Uh, another resource that's available is Lisa Woodruff, who's another organizational expert and at her website, Organize 365. Again, I'll have links to this. And Julie Morgenstern is a longtime professional organizer and the author of books such as uh, Organized from the Inside Out and Time Management from the Inside Out. Really great books that I learned from years ago before I ever started a podcast. So there are a lot of resources. I'll link to some in the show notes and we'll talk about them more in the coming episodes. So that's a skill number one, the ability to organize your space and stuff can be learned, important to learn it, to, uh, to be able to live a productive life. The second one I thought about is, um, what one writer that I, whose article I read called foresight, what I kind of call the ability to see the big picture and envision the future you want. That really is a skill. The most productive way to work is to begin with the end in mind. It prevents wandering around and taking detours and getting sidetracked. But to do that, you need to be able to envision the end and believe you can achieve it. And there's a real skill to developing a life plan or a a big picture vision uh, for your life. We've talked about that on past episodes. I'll link to some of those. I'm working on a workbook for kind of a life planning, goal setting workbook that you can print out and work through to, to learn that skill and develop that process. But in the meantime, you can check out resources such as Michael Hyatt's Best Year Ever program, which as I'm recording this, he'll be launching it for 2017 any minute now, if he hasn't already, or Aaron Condren's Life Planner. These are tools that you can use to help you develop that skill of coming up with a plan and a purpose and that big picture vision or foresight that gives you a path to go down, a target to shoot for in planning your activities and those sorts of things. The third productive skill that I think is really important is the skill of delegation. Um, Nobody can or should do everything. It's important in order to be able to focus our time, energy, and attention on the things that matter most and the things that only we can do, we have to be able to learn to delegate. And we've talked about that back in episode 62, for instance, uh, that was productivity at work. And in other places in past episodes, we've talked about the importance of delegation, whether it's somebody who works for you, you know, in the office or someone you hire to come into your home and do certain things for you or delegating to your kids for that matter. Just because you can do something doesn't mean you should, doesn't mean it's the best use of your time. And frankly, when you try to do it all, you overload yourself and you deprive other people of the opportunity to contribute. And that's true whether it's at work or at home. So 
uh, it's important to have a realistic assessment of your skills and the time available to you to do things. And to be able to uh, be able to do that is important. And if a task is more suited to somebody else's skills, delegate it to them, let them do it. For most of us, though, this takes practice. Our inclination is to do it all, or at least to try to, and to wear ourselves out doing that. Uh, some of us have a hard time asking for help. We feel guilty if we do, or we just don't know how. And so there are a number of resources that I'll share in the show notes for this. Um, an article on uh, inc.com, inc.com, recommends six ways to delegate more effectively. And uh, very quickly, I, I recommend reading these articles, but I'm just kind of hitting the highlights for you. Uh, their six ways to delegate more effectively are don't look for perfection, provide complete job instructions, stop believing you're the only one who can do the job properly, focus on teaching skills, check on progress, and I thought this was important, say thank you to the people who've accepted the responsibility. Those steps you can follow in the office, at the workplace, at home with your kids, anywhere where you want to be able to to delegate. I thought it was interesting that there's a whole web page on the WikiHow website dedicated to explaining how to delegate. And it's really very interesting. If this is a skill that you want to learn that you maybe have a little trouble with, this article is certainly worth reading. Uh, and there's a whole series of steps, but I thought the interesting, the first step was to set your ego aside. That kind of echoes the, the what I said just a minute ago about um, not believing you're the only one who, who can do the job properly. But And then another step, similarly, in the, the WikiHow article was learn to trust others. So we need to develop the skill of delegating it doesn't come naturally to most of us, but it's very important to our ability to live a productive life. And there are resources to help you learn to do that. Um, the fourth skill, this has come up in other episodes in this uh, Mindset Matters series, but it, it just keeps coming up because it's important. It is an attitude. It is a, a you know, a belief, but it's also a skill that we can develop, and that's awareness. We talked about this in episode 108 as, as a productive um, attitude, being aware of what's, uh, what we want, of what's going on around us, and those sorts of things. It's very easy, though, to walk through our life with our heads down and our minds distracted and really never see what we're doing, uh, what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, what we're doing that we wish we weren't. So cultivating awareness is really, really important. Again, we talked about this a little more depth in episode 108. And we also talked about it in the episode with Elsie Escobar. And I'm, I'm blanking on the, which episode number that was, but I'll put the, the link in the show notes. Uh, because that's, uh, that mindfulness and awareness is really important. A couple of things, I, I would commend you to those episodes for more information. But a couple of the tools uh, that, and techniques that are really valuable for developing the skill of being aware and present are journaling keeping a, you know, a record, a written record of what, what you've done, how you felt about what you did, and what changes maybe you'd like to make. But just something that causes you to think and be just on purpose, be more aware of these things. And then also m those mindfulness triggers, the uh, 
example I think we gave in episode 108 was when you're sitting at a stoplight, take that moment to look around and become aware of something in your surroundings. Or when certain things happen at, uh, at work, uh, maybe an alarm goes off and you pause for a moment and say, what am I doing now and is this the best use of my time or should I be doing something else? So that's the fourth productive skill to work on developing, that awareness. The fifth one is focus. No matter how much we have on our plate, we can only do one thing at a time. And one key to productivity is the ability to focus on that one thing and put everything else aside. Uh, Dan Goleman, uh, who's a PhD and the author of, of a book called Focus, The Hidden Driver of Excellence. And I haven't read this book, but I've read some descriptions of it as I was researching this. And it's now on my list of books to read. Uh, in an article that he wrote called The Four Basic Moves to Strengthen Focus, he says, the more focused we are, the more successful we can be at whatever we do. And conversely, the more distracted, the less well we do. The ability to focus is like a mental muscle. The more we work it out, the stronger it becomes. And I, I, that's just very true. And in our day and age, we've talked about this before as well, how uh, many things come at us to destroy our ability to stay focused. And in this article, Dr. Goldman uh, writes of a focus workout that resulted from some research at Emory University, that it's a little workout that you do, a little practice you do to practice strengthening your focus muscle. First step is to bring your focus to your breathing. Uh, then the second step is to notice when your mind wanders off. Third step is to, wherever your mind wandered to, disengage from that train of thought. And then the fourth step, bring your focus back to your breathing and hold it there. And, and you just repeat that process. And uh, in the article, he says, that's the way to strengthen the brain's circuitry centered in the prefrontal cortex just behind the forehead that puts your attention where you want it to go and brings it back when you wander off. So I thought that was just uh, interesting and it's something I'm going to do. I, I use the little um, breathing reminder thing on my Apple Watch that it's set to go off a few times a day and just uh, ha have me kind of stop for just 60 seconds and focus on breathing deeply and then uh, go back to whatever I was doing. And it's, it's a challenge for me to keep my mind right there, even just for 60 seconds, because there's always so much calling at our for our attention. But if we're not able to focus on the whatever task we're doing, we're not going to be as efficient at it. We're not going to therefore be as productive. Uh, Dr. Goldman has created uh, a resource for more exercises for that focus muscle. Uh, it's called Cultivating Focus Techniques for Excellence. And I'll put a link in the show notes where you can buy it online. It's a series of guided exercises to help uh, people hone their concentration and so on. And it's like $15, $20, so it's not bad. Another resource for um, uh, f developing focus or another uh, 
tips for practicing that skill of being focused came from Julie Morgenstern, which, who I mentioned earlier. She's the author of Time Management from the Inside Out. And um, she recommends a couple of ways to improve your focus in an article that she wrote, one of them being to avoid computers for the first and last hour of each day which, you know, is valuable. We talked about, uh, I forget which episode it was where we were talking about distractions and our, and how, uh, all our constant connectedness is making us less and less able to pay attention where we are. So turning off the screens for that first hour while you get some important things done and the last hour of the day as you wind down, uh, really helpful for developing the skill of focus. The other thing she recommends is capturing all your to-dos in one place, having a single consistent planning system for all your calls, tasks, and meetings, both personal and professional. If you have a separate separate to-do list for all this stuff, it's hard to be focused. Your mind can't relax because you, you're never sure you've captured everything. So that's number five, the skill of focus, being focused, that we can learn and develop and get better at. Number six is sort of a combination of things here that I came up with. Um, the word I use for it is self-management, which is managing our own mind, and self-discipline, which is managing our own actions. Um, for me, self-management is probably the biggest challenge. Much of what we struggle with in, in building a life that matters is in our own heads. Many of the obstacles we come up against in living a meaningfully productive life are our own thoughts, are in our own minds. So we have to learn first to recognize when our mind is wandering down a negative, non-productive path, and second, develop the skill of turning it back to more productive thoughts. And th this is a huge challenge for me, and it's something I've been working on for a long time. My, my mind tends to go to worst-case scenarios and you know, kind of pessimistic thoughts. Uh, and that's not the way to live a happy, productive life, is it? It's uh, certainly something that I've struggled with and something I continue to work on. And one of the tools that's been really helpful uh, for me on that, and I've talked about it before, and I hate to sound like a broken record, but I, it's just been so helpful to me. And that's Brooke Castillo's podcast, The Life Coach School podcast. That's one where I, when I find myself kind of getting unproductive in my thinking and, and maybe down and, and discouraged and that sort of thing, I'll listen to pretty much any episode of her podcast will help me to turn my thinking around and, and realize that, as I said, most of the obstacles that I face are created in my own mind. And if we can learn to manage our minds and to be aware when our thinking is going in the wrong direction and develop that skill of bringing it back to a more positive, productive way of thinking, uh, that it's going to massively increase our productivity and our happiness in life. And the other piece of this was that self-discipline, learning to manage our actions, doing the hard tasks first, limiting our access to distractions like social media when we need to be able to work. And in order to do this, we have to put a plan in place. And this, again, is a skill we need to develop. Know ahead of time what our pitfalls are in um, in our the area of self-discipline and have a plan to deal with them. Um, another tool or p a 
technique for increasing our ability, our strength of our self-discipline is to create some structure, whether it's places to put things. If, say, you're one of your... Uh, weaknesses is just clutter around your house, having places where things go. If you're always losing, this goes back to the organization thing. If you're always losing key, your keys, uh, practice the self-discipline of putting the keys, have a place where they go It's a bowl by the front door or a hook on the wall or where, or, you know, in your purse or whatever. And, and the discipline to always put it there that develops into a habit as we talked about before, and uh, all, over time helps our life to be more productive. Similarly, scheduled times for certain activities. I've talked before about um, Mike Vardy at The Productivityist, and he teaches about having themed days. So maybe one day of the week is your day for ad administrative kinds of tasks, and another day is a day for creative tasks or something. But having a structure helps you develop that um, self-discipline uh, skill. It's important to start small. Check out Stephen Giese's book, Mini Habits, for ideas of how to take very small steps toward developing the self-discipline, the habits that you need uh, to live your productive life. Uh, the seventh productive skill that I wanted to talk about is saying no. And because this is a skill that takes practice for a lot of us, many of us are not very good at this. We, for, for all sorts of reasons, we want to please people. We don't want to disappoint anyone. We talked about all of this kind of stuff way back in episode eight of the productive woman, uh, when we talked about saying no gracefully. Well, why is that having that skill, that ability to say no gracefully important? As we talked about in that episode, it gives somebody else a chance to contribute. Um, the ability to say a purposeful no is necessary for our yes to have any meaning at all. Um, it's also important because sometimes saying yes to opportunities or activities or commitments will overtax your, your health, or your time, or your family, and saying no to some things, even good things, leaves room for even better things. And when someone comes to you with a request, or an opportunity, or however you want to characterize it, it's important because your time is just as valuable as the person who asks for your help. So being able to say no in a firm but non-threatening way is an important skill. You can check out episode eight and some of the resources that I mentioned there for suggestions on ways to say no uh, and practice in front of a mirror if you need to. If you're one of those like me that has a hard time saying no when uh, you're, you know, someone's in your space asking you for something, practice the different ways to say no until you get good at it. And the eighth, the last productive skill I wanted to talk about in this episode is a little more, I don't know if it's a soft skill, it's a little more conceptual maybe than some of the other ones, but it, I think it's so crucial for making a life that matters, for living a productive life, and that's the skill of letting go of the past and specifically bouncing back from failure. The fact is that anybody who tries anything is going to make mistakes. Every one of us, we're going to fail. And sometimes we're going to fail spectacularly. And in order to live a productive, 
meaningful, purposeful life and accomplish anything of significance, which isn't that what we all want to do? We want our lives to have significance. But in order to do that, in order to be brave enough to do those things that are necessary to live that kind of life, we need to learn how to recover when we fail, to let go of those past mistakes and move forward. Uh, I've talked about this before, maybe because it's something I struggle with myself. I am really, really good at beating myself up for the, the mistakes that I've made. Um, we talked about it in episode 28, uh, failure isn't fatal. And more recently in episode 112, where one of the beliefs, uh, the productive beliefs is that failure is not fatal. It's just proof that I tried. Uh, Brene Brown, the, the psychologist and researcher who, you know, is very, very popular for the materials that she's written, some just really inspiring, helpful stuff. She wrote a whole book about her studies of people who've been able to bounce back from epic failures. And one of the things she says in that book, Rising Strong, is rising strong after a fall is how we cultivate wholeheartedness in our lives. It's the process that teaches us the most about who we are. I, I And I highly recommend if you struggle with guilt or shame over things in your past, I highly recommend Brene's work, but uh, particularly Rising Strong, which is one of her newer books. One writer that I read, um, and this is uh, Dr. Guy Winch, PhD. He's the author of a book called Emotional First Aid, Healing Rejection, Guilt, Failure, and Other Everyday Hurts. And in his article called The Essential Guide for Recovering from Failure, he says that to bounce back from failure, we need to first recognize and then treat the wounds that failure inflicts. It's a really good article to read, lots of good stuff in it. Um, and I'll, again, link in the show notes for this at theproductivewoman.com slash 115. But uh, one of the things, the highlights for me of the article uh, that I really appreciated some of the components of the the piece of treating those wounds that failure inflicts. And I, I'm not going to go into detail because we're I, I'm trying to keep this episode from running too long. But um, I do read the article and because he goes explains this more. But revive your self worth. Take that moment when you're feeling like beating yourself up, and. Um, recognize your value is not in the mistakes that you made. Second uh, was re remind yourself of what success would mean. And here he says, and I'm quoting, recharge your motivation by reconnecting to the reasons you began pursuing your goal in the first place. That is so important. And I'm going to be talking about that in an episode soon, but that understanding and remembering our why, why we're doing what we're doing, no, having that really fixed in our minds and our hearts is what will get us past the failures and the, the disappointments that would otherwise slow us down. So remind yourself of that, why you're doing it and why succeeding is worth trying again, even after you've failed. A third one of the components that he talked about 
that I thought was so important is to focus on factors within your control. And I want to quote what one of the things he said about that is most failures, and this is so true, most failures are related to inadequate planning, poor preparation, and insufficient effort. Figure out what was lacking in your planning, how you can be better prepared in the future, and how and where you can invest more effort. Um, so that's a, a way of kind of bouncing back from a failure. And finally, and again, this is so important, and I think Brene Brown in her book would, would echo some of this, reframe the failure as a single incident. This failure, whatever it is, no matter how horrible it is, no matter how epic the failure was, it doesn't define who you are as a person. And so uh, remember that, remind yourself of that. These are all steps to take in developing the skill of bouncing back from a failure and starting again. Another helpful process was described in another good article called On the Rebound, Five Steps to Recover from Failure. And they are, and again, in the article, they go into more detail. So I encourage you to read it. But the five steps were to accept the failure, reflect on the root cause, take responsibility, implement new processes, and set a new goal. And I just think those are very helpful. Most important, I think, is to learn to let go of shame and move forward. This is a skill every one of us needs to develop if we want to live a productive and meaningful life and do the things that we dream of. And I'm not saying it's easy. It's not easy. It's something... Every one of us is going to have to practice over and over again to strengthen our ability to survive a failure and move forward. So those are the, the eight productive skills. I mean, there are others, but these are the ones that I thought of to the skill of being able to organize our space and stuff, that foresight or ability to envision the future that we want, delegation, awareness, focus, um, self-management and self-discipline, saying no, and letting go of the past and bouncing back from failure. So those are the ones I've thought of. But what do you think? I mean, do, do you need to work on developing these skills, as I certainly do? Or are there other productivity skills that I didn't mention that you think are important to learn? I would love to hear from you and get your thoughts on this topic. You can share your questions or thoughts in the comments section of the show notes for this episode, which you'll find at theproductivewoman.com slash 115, or post a comment or question in the Productive Woman community Facebook group, where there's we have some great conversations in there. So if you haven't joined us there, definitely do that. If you'd like to share your thoughts with me privately, I would love to hear them. So you can email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com um, and I will look forward to reading your emails and responding. If you found this episode helpful, I would love it if you would help me spread the word. If you like this podcast, would you tell a friend about it? Maybe you've got a friend who could use some encouragement but doesn't know about podcasts. Show her how to find and subscribe to the podcast. Share this episode or any other by using the social sharing buttons right there on the website, uh, on the page for this episode. Or uh, 
also consider, if you haven't already done so, leaving a review in iTunes. That really is an encouragement to me, and because of the way iTunes works, it also means uh, they do certain things that help other people find the podcast. And to that end, I'd like to say a special thanks to a couple of people who've left some really nice reviews in iTunes uh, very recently. A couple of them from Australia. So um, this is Katie. Katie from the Wellness Entrepreneur Podcast said, I discovered Laura's show through meeting Laura online. I'm a bit of a productivity geek, and I love listening to her take on how to be productive in all aspects of life. Definitely worth checking out if you want to connect with someone that comes to productivity in a realistic, practical, and authentic way. So thank you, Katie. I appreciate that. Um, Suspect the Nargles from the United States left a, a quick review saying, stumbled upon this podcast looking for information about bullet journaling. Super helpful and full of information. Thank you. Well, thank you, Suspect the Nargles. Uh, another review from Dinah W. in Australia, another Australia one, says, I thoroughly enjoy listening to Laura. She often taps into concepts that I realize I've been stuck in as I listen. So thank you for that, Dinah. And finally, um, someone, the username is Allied Forces. <laughs> recently left a a nice five-star rating and says, love this podcast. From the beginning, I felt that every episode spoke to me and my crazy hectic life. I've implemented many tips and downloaded several tools and apps discussed. Love this podcast. Thank you, Allied Forces. I appreciate it more than you probably know. And I think that's it. Uh, Again, quick reminder, if you're thinking about joining one of my paid masterminds, let me hear from you soon. We won't be starting new groups until the first week of January, but those groups will all be formed before we go into the Christmas holidays. So I'm putting those groups together now. Uh, Start the new year strong with us in a productive woman mastermind. Limited space. Don't wait. Visit the work with me page on the website at theproductivewoman.com slash mastermind. You'll find more information there and a link to the application. And you can email me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com if you have questions. And that is it. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I hope there was something in it that you found useful. I would love to hear your feedback. So do reach out, share comments, either you know on the show notes in the Facebook group or email me. And I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.